Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Fallon Shasong, and I am your humble host for Undergraduates Unpublished. I'm live in Loyola University School of Mass Communication sound booth, only a few steps away from Bobay Hall, where these incredible stories were written. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the stories. Best Friend's Beginning is a story by Eva Garcia. Eva's writing is so strong because she takes complete control over her work. She and I had short story writing together a few semesters ago, but we also had a class together last semester, so it wasn't as awkward to say, hey Eva, wrote this story a year and a half ago, can I use it? <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Gunshot? Knife? No, those are too messy. And I'd be scared. Poison? No, active work. And it's effective. Usually, right? The screen on my phone said 6.15 a.m. 15 minutes before I actually want to get out of bed. My sisters, on the other hand, need to leave the house soon, so they've been disturbing the peace for a while now. Rachel is singing, and April is shouting back. They have no mercy on the other sleeping being, a.k.a. me, in the room as they get ready for school. The music they're playing is loud, all the lights are on, and they're speaking loudly with each other over the music. They really are such lovely girls when they're sleeping. Note to self, invest in some good earplugs. 18 years of room sharing, and it's never quite changed. Well, 17, since Rachel was born a year after me. I sit up in my bed and stare at them. Maybe I've developed powers overnight that will help me kill them with my eyes. That's a thing, right? Yeah. April looks my way and ignores my tired face. There's an enormous smile on her face. Good morning, sunshine. Nope, no such luck with the powers thing. That's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. I'll try again tomorrow. Physical me and mental me are the same, right? Ugh. So many questions. I don't have the energy to answer my sister, so I just stare some more. The girls glance at each other and burst out laughing. No doubt at me for my lively morning self. I let myself fall back into my pillow and begin to think about what's next. What to do on an early morning like this? My sisters and their lack of consideration have ruined a morning I could actually sleep in. And I don't have class till two. I've been fully awake and alert for a bit now, so going back to sleep isn't really an option. Homework it is, I suppose. My sisters finish getting ready, walking around the room, talking about how their skirts need ironing and pleating and... Where the flippers is the starch when you need it? I offer him. Maybe in the laundry room, where it's supposed to be. Rachel makes a face. Ha ha. Then her face turns to bash. But I'll check when I get home. They pick up their backpacks, and I remind them not to forget the books they've left in the desk. They both smile sheepishly and grab them. Note to self, don't forget your own books when you leave. As Rachel walks out of the door, she shouts quickly. Bye! April, on the other hand, blows a kiss my way and gives me a later babe wink. I laugh at her ridiculousness. Make new friends. It's the middle of the school year, but I can remember saying that nearly every day since I was a freshman in high school. It's a ritual that gets on their nerves. They rush out the door and I'm surprised they don't come back to make a face at me at my comment. Maybe even a little disappointed. They usually fight back when I try to be annoying. A few moments later, I hear the front door slam shut. It's the only kind of closing it does. I let myself speak into my empty room. Look at that, maybe they're growing up but I've spoken too soon. A second later, there's a knocking on my window. 
the one that directly faces the driveway. I walk to it slowly, a bit apprehensive and a bit confused, and I pull the blinds back. There are my sisters, sticking out their tongue and flipping me off as they rush to the car so they can make it to school on time. I smile back, roll my eyes while I wave goodbye, and let the blinds fall back into place. Yep. Then a quick sigh. That's definitely more like them. I glance at the clock on Rachel's nightstand. It's 6.45. I hear the car turn on and leave when the wheels go over some small rocks that must be in the way outside. A few moments later, it's time to start the day. I go to the desk and begin to pull out my books. Homework, the best part of the morning. I have a quick game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo with my books and philosophy wins. A great way to start the morning. Deep thinking and all. It doesn't matter. So you have a boring day. It could be worse. A while later, the smell of coffee wafts into my room. And when I finish the last paragraph of my reading assignment, I feel surprisingly accomplished. I'd gone out to tell my parents good morning a while ago when I heard the clinking in the kitchen. My dad was catching up with the news, and my mom was upstairs in the room resting. At eight months pregnant, the doctor had told her that once she came downstairs at home, she couldn't be going back up. No stairs for her. When I'd gone out, though, I hadn't noticed the time. Apparently, I'd been working for almost three hours. Looks like good progress to me. I sit in my spinning chair contemplating what to do next when I hear my phone ding. At first, I didn't notice, or rather, I didn't think it's mine. I don't usually get messages. But then I remember I'm the only one in the room. I get up to look for my phone, and when I find it, my eyebrows furrow. Unknown. Must be wrong number. I'm tempted to throw my phone back onto my bed, but I decide to open the message anyway, and I'm confused. Hey, do you want to go to Frosty's? Hmm. I know what I'd find at Frosty's. Delicious bubble tea. But I don't know who I'd find. I know for a fact that I didn't make plans with Bree, and she's really my only friend. To respond or not respond. The likeliness of this actually being meant for me is still very low. I decide to leave my phone on the desk and walk away. But a second before I turn off the screen, I get another message. It's Will, by the way. And now the confusion really hits. I'm almost scared. Is this a joke? People asking other people to do things so they could show up and be alone and look ridiculous and be laughed at? That happens, right? In books, weirdo, my brain tells me. And who's going to laugh at you? The Asian guy at the counter? True self. Very true. I've got to stop being so suspicious of people. They would get so offended. I think about the last time I saw William. Sometime the past weekend? And about how quickly I forgot it, and that we talked about Frosties. I vaguely remember our conversation, but he had, in fact, suggested that we go sometime. I just thought it was one of those things someone said and never really actually followed through with. I sat at my desk for another minute before replying, Hey, that sounds fun. Let me check my schedule. It's a joke, but it should buy me some time. I don't really know what to do in this situation. Ask Dad, I suppose. I go out into the kitchen in search of him, passing the laundry room on the way. And when I make it to the living room, I find him. The smell of coffee still lingers out here. It smells homey. Note to self, look for coffee-scented car freshener. Hi, Dad. I smile, and my arm goes behind my back. Hello, daughter, he replies with a smile. What is it that you're going to ask me for? I immediately bring my arms back in front of me and cross them. He knows me so well. Quick and to the point should work here. Can I go to Frosty's? He smiles. Sure. With Will? His smile disappears. His eyes look to both sides. Will? Yeah, I respond. Are all of his friends busy or something? Ouch. Thanks, Dad. I know he doesn't mean it in a bad way. 
and he's probably just being protective or something, but there's really no point to it. I actually disliked the guy after over a year of knowing him up until this weekend, when I found out that he could be tolerable. Okay, a little nice, not tolerable. I don't know, I guess they're at school, but we both have afternoon classes, so... I see him thinking it over for a few seconds, and he says, Okay. I breathe out a sigh of relief. That went surprisingly well. But you have to take your little brother. I don't hesitate. Okay. My little brother is four, and he's not as annoying as other four-year-olds I've met, so I'll take what I can get. I go back to my room and check my phone. I have a message. Well, that doesn't sound good. I guess he didn't realize I was kidding. Ugh. It happens. Note to self. Apparently, you're not that funny. I type back a quick response. I was kidding. I can go if I take John. Is that fine? He answers quickly. Sure. I expected nothing less. I'm leaving a friend's house, and I'll be there soon. I ask about how long I have to make my little brother presentable, and he says about 15 minutes. 15 minutes is perfect. So I have my brother pick out some clothes, and I go back to my room to fix my hair and get some shoes on. My hair is a problem, as per usual, and I decide a bun will have to do. Any potential friend would have to get used to my messy hair anyways. I grab my favorite pair of shoes. They're old, and while they used to be dark, dark green that reminded me of pine trees, they're now more of a grayish color. These have to go soon, I think to myself. That is not a happy thought. I finish tying my shoes, and I hear the door to my room swing open. In walks my grandmother, who has probably been cleaning or watching Netflix upstairs, but she looks different. No, not different. Ready. To go out. She's wearing a sweater, and she's holding her purse. And she doesn't drive, and I know my dad wasn't taking her anywhere. And this doesn't look good. She looks at me and gives me a big, genuine smile. Meanwhile, all I can do is stare while I try to calm my racing mind. No, 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 that's not what you're thinking. Hey, Grandma. What are you doing? I think my voice sounds a little strained, but that just might be me imagining it. We're going out, right? To the juice place? I know my face is frozen in a very distressed way. I try to make myself speak, but I can't. I'm trying to comprehend what's happening, but my brain just isn't quite grasping it. I try to blink a few times. How does one do that again? Something about closing eyes, right? Blink once. Yep, there it is. Finally, I can think a bit. No, it's exactly what you thought. Now my mouth is open, but then it's shut again because I don't know what to say. My hands are moving around, pointing back and forth towards the general direction of the living room where I know my dad is and back at her till finally they stop. My grandmother does happen to be a fan of bubble tea and I'm sure that she heard I was going and asked my dad if she could tag along and he was all too pleased and pleasant to agree. She still stands there, smiling, and I've yet to respond. Creatives deserve to have creative freedom, not an editable template. Landing Lion's freeform canvas allows you to have full control over your brand, not partial control over pre-made templates like other website development platforms. Creating web pages shouldn't be hard. Check out Landing Lion to see how easy it could be. We're going out? Yeah, she says and looks so excited. How does one tell their grandmother, no thank you, I would actually prefer not to have your company, please, in a nice way. I can't do it. Yep, we're going out, I manage. I still have a couple of minutes. I can salvage this. It could be worse. We could actually go. I run to my phone and type up a new message. 
So I think my dad hates me because I think he just told my grandmother she could tag along. Just don't come and I'll tell them you died on the way here or something. You got hit by a car. It hits in. Didn't we just establish that you're not funny? You couldn't send a normal text message to cancel? Jeez. And stop referring to yourself as we. Talk about problems. A few minutes later, he still hasn't answered. And when the 15 minutes are up, he hasn't arrived. 25 minutes pass, and I know I'm in the clear. He's a punctual person, and I know he's not coming. I decide to sit down and check my email. Crisis averted. Major crisis averted. I'm scrolling through my inbox a few minutes later when my dad walks into the room. I look up at him and then back down. What are you doing? He asks. Checking my email. He makes a motion with his hands and says, come over. Well, hurry up. William is here. Again, my brain freezes. No, this is a lie. Please be a lie. I get up and grab my bag for school and take a deep breath. There's bound to be some laughing at me now. I'm right. I step into the living room, and when he sees me, there's a big smile on his face, which immediately turns into laughter. My face heats up. And so the embarrassment begins. But there's nothing I could do at this point, so I decide to laugh along. You didn't think I was going to come, did you? Hey, Will. Nope, I sure didn't. I reply. I really hoped you wouldn't. I add in my head. How embarrassing. My dad asks, Well, I think you have everything you need, right? I nod and head towards the door. As I pass by the stairs, I look up at the top and wonder if my mom knows what's going on down here. But it's too late now. We're already leaving. Grandmother in tow. Will's outside when my dad calls back. Oh, your grandmother wants to go to the mall. So can you go in your car and drop her and your brother off before going to school? Sure. I say goodbye one last time and go outside. This day just keeps getting better and better. I remember thinking earlier in the day that it was boring. Why did I think that was a bad thing? Note to self, boring could be good. Oh well. I tell him that we have to take two separate cars and he says it's fine. And so the four of us are off to Frosty's. Alex, my four-year-old brother, my grandmother, and me. Lovely. I want to think that it could be worse, but the strategy that is supposed to bring positivity into my life seems to enjoy proving me right, and that it could actually be worse. Hmm. Food for thought. We go get bubble tea, and it passes in the strangest combination of unexpectedly quick and agonizingly slow. I think my brain doesn't know what to make of this experience. Thinking back on it, I can only be happy because I didn't actually die. We arrived, and Will was waiting outside of his car for us. We sat down at a table, and then we went up to order. My grandmother, of course, underwent an embarrassingly long and indecisive flavor-picking process. Overall, Will and I did a pretty good job of ignoring my grandmother and brother, even though they were seated at our table and just talking. I think the highlight was when my brother had to go to the bathroom, and, shocker, I had to take him and leave my grandmother and Will alone. That was fun. We finished and parted ways, and I distinctively remember thinking, if that's not a way to lose potential friends, I don't know what is. After school, I get home and relive the embarrassment as my mother starts laughing the second I walk through the door. Even she finds this hilarious. My sisters are standing next to her, attempting to contain their smirks, and I know that the entire house must be laughing at me right now. Why do I tell them things? I tell my mother what she missed, and she nearly dies of laughter. Again. It's not funny. I'm dying inside. I swear I am. She tries to control her laughter, but she's not very successful. And she doesn't look too bothered by it either. I know, but it is actually. She hasn't stopped giggling, even when she talks. I told your father that it was cruel and unusual punishment. 
She starts laughing again. I remembered what happened and cringe at the memory for what must be the 200th time that day. Later, in the evening, my dad passes by me, and he stops. He puts his hand in his pocket and comes out with a $5 bill. I look at the money, strangely. I'm not in need of it at the moment. What is this? I've been told by your mother and sisters that I made your outing distressing, so it's $5 for trauma damage. I can't disagree, so I pluck the cash out of his hands while I smile and laugh. I think about the day, and though there were embarrassing moments, it was pretty nice. The bubble tea was good. Will made it a good time. My brother and grandmother mostly behaved, and it all went pretty much well. Not as nice as your comfy morning, though, right? No, I suppose it wasn't. But crazy's not that bad, either. Thank you, from me and the author, for listening to this story. Check out our website for the text version of the story and exclusive content in our blog. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Undergraduates Unpublished on iTunes. We really appreciate it.